As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Wait till they get a load of me. I'm Spartacus! I'm Spartacus! I'm Batman. I am the father. I am Optimus Prime. My name is Bob. James Bob. It's alive! It's alive! It's alive! You shall not pass! Here's Johnny! Some men just want to watch the world burn. I'm only human, Harry! Talking movies with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki, and today we're going on an adventure with The Lost City. Miss Sage, I enjoyed your book about the Lost City, and I believe you're the one who could help me find its treasure. I have to respectfully decline. I'm afraid I must insist. Loretta Sage is missing. I'm gonna rescue her. I just want her to think of me as more than a cover model. Let's start living dangerously. Alan, what are you doing here? We're here to save you. I'm certified CPR, I'm certified CrossFit. I have snacks. After them! This is like your book. We're on a Love More and Dash adventure right now. I'm gonna help you out a little bit. What are you doing? Don't do that. Oh God, get out of there. This is not a romance novel. We're so close. I could actually find the lost city. A reclusive romance novelist on a book tour with her cover model gets swept up in a kidnapping attempt that leads them both in a cutthroat jungle adventure. Written by the team of Oren Uziel, Dana Fox, and Aaron and Adam Nee, and directed by Aaron and Adam Nee, The Lost City stars Sandra Bullock as Loretta, Channing Tatum as Alan, Daniel Radcliffe as Abigail Fairfox, Divine Joy Randolph as Beth, Brad Pitt as Jack Trainer, and features Patty Harrison, Bowen Yang, and Oscar Nunez. The Lost City is one of those movies that endears to a large audience. It has a ton of star power and there's a very formulaic storyline. And for 112 minutes, you get to enjoy a gender-swapped adventure rom-com. The movie itself is quite well-paced and has a bit of action jammed into its runtime. If you've seen movies like Romancing the Stone or Jewel of the Nile, you'll have a good idea of what to expect. The sets are what you should see with large jungle scenes, villages, and various modes of transportation. And the acting is done well with quite a bit of decent humor being peppered in along the way, with a large portion though relying on sexual innuendos. Channing Tatum played his aloof, all-looks, little booksmarts character quite well, while with Sandy B, you're getting a blend of various characters that you've seen her play in roles like Miss Congeniality and Speed, and for her fans, you'll be quite happy with her performance. Daniel Radcliffe, for me, is one of the few misses in this movie. He plays a very similar bratty villain that he had played in the film Now You See Me 2, with plenty of whining and plenty of, well, that's not how it's supposed to go type situations. The soundtrack is pretty well done, with songs being selected to add an extra laugh where they can, and a solid score as well. Now, The Lost City is nothing new. You've seen this movie a dozen times with different actors in the various roles. You've seen similar jokes, you've seen the same fish-out-of-water situations for the co-star, and you've seen the same predictable nature of this type of movie. This is Indiana Jones without the archaeological background, it's Uncharted without the experience, and it's Jewel of the Nile with less action. This is a movie that you enjoy at face value and laugh at the crude humor and loudly awe when some something adorable happens. Now, it's a fun film, but it isn't at all groundbreaking. It also fell victim to my biggest pet peeve these days, and that is showing too much in the trailer. Even in the movie, Brad Pitt's character is played off as a surprise cameo. So had that not been shown in the trailer, and for the record, it did not need to be, it would have been that much better. I give The Lost City a B-. 
It's warming up, so the toques are starting to come off, and you better look good when you do. So go to the professionals and get it done right. The team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are always welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! Let's get into movie news you can use, and let's start it off with some upcoming projects. According to The Hollywood Reporter, a bidding war has erupted over a live-action Voltron movie that is set to be directed and co-written by the Red Notice's Ross and Marshall Thurber. The current studios in the running are Warner Brothers, Universal, and Amazon, with The Hollywood Reporter specifically saying that Netflix is not in the mix, which might be surprising considering they stream the animated Voltron Legendary Defender series, and that Thurber is developing the Red notice sequels with them. The simplified premise of Voltron is that five young pilots' vehicles join together and form a mega mech known as the Voltron. Ready to form Voltron! Activate interlock! Dynatherms connected! Infracells up! Mega thrusters are go! Let's go Voltron Force! According to Deadline, a Godzilla vs. Kong sequel is expected to begin shooting in Queensland, Australia later this year. Screen Queensland, a government agency out of Australia, announced that the film would take place in locations along the Gold Coast and the southeast of Australia. It's also reported that the project will bring in $79.2 million and will create 505 jobs for local cast and crew with opportunities for 750 extras. Aziz Ansari's upcoming directorial debut titled Being More is starting to find its cast. Seth Rogen has signed on alongside Bill Murray to star in the film, which explores medicine, death, and how to live life to its fullest. Ansari will also star in the film based on a script that he himself had written. The film is based on Atul Gwande's non-fiction book titled Being Mortal, Medicine, and What Matters in the End. Principal photography is expected to begin in April, with Searchlight looking to release the film in theaters in 2023. Yaya Abdul-Mateen II is set to star in the upcoming project titled I Help Destroy People, People, which is a thriller involving the FBI, racial and religious profiling, and a whistleblower. The project is based on a New York Times article by Janet Reitman titled I Help Destroy People and tells the story of Terry Albury. He's an FBI agent who was tasked with infiltrating Muslim communities post 9-11 as the only black agent at his bureau. However, he grew so disillusioned by the war on terror and what he saw as the agency's violations of its rules on domestic terrorism that after 16 years and commendations signed by directors Robert Mueller and James Comey, he began leaking classified documents to the press, hoping to expose a system that abused innocence. Warner Brothers has released a deleted scene from The Batman that clearly features Barry Keegan's Joker. You think they deserved it, huh? You think they deserved it? <laughs> In the clip, Battenson's Batman visits Joker at Arkham Asylum in order to gain his perspective about the Riddler's modus operandi. Matt Reeves had previously told Collider that that scene was cut because it didn't fit with the larger narrative of the film. Oh, oh, oh. look at it roll! Now we can watch Jackie Gleason while we eat. Over in the land of television, actor Misha Collins, previously known as Castile on Supernatural, has signed on to the CW's upcoming Gotham Knights pilot, where he's set to play Harvey Dent 
Two-Face. The pilot will take place in wake of Bruce Wayne's murder as his rebellious adopted son forges an unlikely alliance with the children of Batman's enemies when they are all framed for killing the Cape Crusader. As the city's most wanted criminals, this renegade band of misfits must fight to clear their names. But in Gotham, with no Dark Knight to protect it, the city descends into the most dangerous that it's ever been. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Johnny! Joseph Gordon-Levitt has signed on to play Johnny Carson in an upcoming biopic series that's being written by Deadwood creator David Milch and directed by Jay Roach. The project, which is titled King of Late Night, will follow the life and career of late-night TV pioneer Johnny Carson from New York to Los Angeles to the Vegas Strip. The series will reveal how Johnny's die-hard connections to his audience overlapped with his lifelong desire for basic quality of life and how his beloved on-screen persona came into conflict with the more colorful aspects of his personal life. It's unclear right now where the biopic will call home, but I'll keep be posted as things develop. HBO Max announced this past week that its Sex in the City revival series titled And Just Like That has been renewed for a second season. The series follows Sarah Jessica Parker, Cynthia Nixon, and Kristen Davis reprising their iconic roles from the original series, which aired from 1998 to 2004 on HBO. Deadline has reported that Moon Knight scribe Sabir Prasada is on board to write up Nova Project for either Disney Plus or as a film. Nova, aka Richard Ryder, was a member of the intergalactic police force known as the Nova Corps. All Nova pilots interlock and form a blockade. The Dark Aster must not the, the Nova Corps made their MCU debut in Guardians of the Galaxy, and it was hopeful that a project would be released eventually. Perzada's next project, Moon Knight, debuts on March 30th on Disney+. Over at Netflix, it was announced that the James Wan-produced series Archive 81 will not have a second season. The project, which released on January 14th, seemed to be doing quite well. It made it onto Nielsen and Netflix's list of weekly top 10 ratings for originals and even ranked number one in Netflix in the U.S. for a short period of time. The project was very loosely inspired by a supernatural horror podcast of the same name and told the following story. Quote, when archivist Dan Turner takes a mysterious job restoring a collection of damaged videotapes from 1990, he finds himself reconstructing the work of documentary filmmaker Melody Panderas and her investigation to a dangerous cult. As Dan is drawn into Melody's story, he becomes convinced he can save her from the terrifying end she met 25 years ago. Netflix also announced that their upcoming project Blonde, which is a biopic of Marilyn Monroe starring Anna de Armas, has been given an NC-17 rating for some sexual content. Don't you know that a man being rich is like a girl being pretty? You might not marry a girl just because she's pretty. But my goodness, doesn't it help? Blonde tells a fictionalized take on the life of Marilyn Monroe, and Andrew Dominic, the director, describes the film as a really sprawling emotional nightmare fairy tale type movie. Joyce Carol Oates, who had seen a rough cut of Blonde almost two years ago, did say that the movie was brilliant, but went on to say that an NC-17 rating can sometimes be the kiss of death on a theatrical film. Considering that the film will release on Netflix, it's likely that the rating won't hurt. Netflix also announced this past week that actress Christina Ricci was returning to the Addams Family as she has joined the cast of Wednesday. Where's your costume? This is my costume. I'm a homicidal maniac. They look just like everyone else. Richie, who had played Wednesday Adams in The Adams Family and The Adams Family Values 30 years ago, will not be stepping back into the role of Wednesday Adams, but instead will be playing an exciting new character. Wednesday Adams will star Jenna Ortega in the titular role and has been described as a coming-of-age supernatural mystery comedy. The series focuses on Wednesday's years as a high school student at Nevermore Academy, where she attempts to master her psychic powers, stop a monstrous killing spree of the town citizens, and solve the supernatural mystery that affected her family 25 
five years ago. In addition to Ortega, Wednesday will also star Catherine Zeta-Jones as Morticia Adams and Luis Guzman as Gomez Adams. Hot off of selling out Dodger Stadium as the comedian, Gabriel Iglesias has announced that he will star in the upcoming Netflix animated film I Chihuahua, directed and co-written by George Gutierrez. The film tells the story of Chacho, a scrappy mass luchador chihuahua who embarks on a hilarious and action-packed journey around the world to fight for his family. Meanwhile, David Spade has announced that his upcoming stand-up special titled Nothing Personal will also be releasing on Netflix. The special, which was filmed at the Pantages Theatre in Minneapolis, finds Spade where he holds nothing back during his latest routine. Do you want to know why he has contempt for crabs? Do you want tips for how to politely refuse drugs? Spade will give you the 411 while keeping a smile on your face throughout the show. If you haven't watched the most recent James Bond movie, No Time to Die, get ready for a spoiler. During the film, 007 sacrificed himself for Queen and Country while stopping a threat on the Faroe Islands. We just need more time. If we only had more time. You have all the time. To commemorate his ultimate sacrifice and the island's part in being the place where he passed away, the Pharaoh government has erected a James Bond gravestone. Unveiled by the Prime Minister of the Pharaohs, the memorial sits next to the stunning Caller Lighthouse and reads, In memory of James Bond, 1962-2021. to Tickets for the James Bond-themed tour start at 2800 Danish kroner or $414 American per person. Here's Johnny! <laughs> And finally, we end on the news that Stephen King's classic horror novel, The Shining, is currently being adapted into a play. Rehearsals are expected to begin in the fall, with Ivan Van Hove set to direct and Simon Stevens writing the adaptation. The aim is to have performances in London's West End in January of 2023 before making its move to Broadway. Deadline is currently reporting that Ben Stiller is in talks to take on the role of Jack Torrance. It's currently expected that the play version of The Shining will be closer to King's novel than to Stanley Kubrick. 1980 film starring Jack Nicholson. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, don't be mean on a bike. Don't do mean stuff on bike. <laughs>